If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at CottageBlogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Well, hello and welcome again to the Vacation Rental Success Podcast and welcome to summer here in Ontario. I am so happy. We had such a beautiful weekend just past. Uh, the temperatures were in the 70s. It was warm. Everybody's out in shorts and flip-flops and t-shirts and hard to imagine that just a week ago, I was bemoaning the fact that I was still piling on all the layers and putting my winter boots on and putting coats and hats and gloves to take the dogs for a walk. It's gone from snowing to summer weather in the space of a week. One thing was what was one thing I just love about Ontario that weather is sort of predictable and unpredictable, I guess. But it's happened the last couple of years that uh, spring, uh, that there has been no spring. We just go winter, summer in the course of a week. Although having said that, I woke up this morning and there was ice on the deck outside. So we still have the cool nights. But summer is definitely uh, not even around the corner. I'd love to say it's here. There's, I went out, took the dogs out for a walk yesterday and there's leaves appearing on the trees and for those of you who've had leaves on trees for a couple of months uh, you probably wonder what I'm talking about but we don't get greenery arrive until early May around about the same time as the hummingbirds will be here and that's always a really exciting part of the year because I like to think that we we actually do have the same hummers come back to the bird feeders every year um, we, we sit in the hot tub and we watch them and it's just like, oh yeah, I remember that one from last year as, as they all arrive, usually around about the, the first, second week of May. And you can actually go to, a, to the mig Hummingbird Migration website and, and people post their first sightings of the hummingbirds coming back. And I, I go and look at that occasionally and, and there have been the, the, the first ones arriving sort of along the Lake Ontario shoreline so it won't be very long and we'll have our we'll have our babies back and it's a very short season for them from may through to around around about the mid to late august when the babies um start to head off back down south back down to mexico or costa rica or wherever they go um but uh, we we so enjoy them while they're here. It's just this this wonderful taste of summer. Another taste of summer. I got my first mosquito bite yesterday. So, yay! Welcome summer in Ontario. At least we don't, you know, we, we, we get mosquitoes. We get a lot of mosquitoes once we get into June. But uh, apparently they don't carry the Zika virus, so we've just got to watch out for West Nile. So, fun, fun, fun. Summer's here. Oh, and I bought myself a stand-up, a, a blow-up stand-up paddleboard at the Cottage Life show a couple of weeks ago. And that was really, really neat because I'd seen these a few years ago, but it, people had complained that it took so long to blow them up. And then when you tried to deflate them, it took ages to take them down again. But uh, technology has obviously changed because we were able to blow this up to, I think it was uh, something about 16 PSI. 
uh, on at the weekend. And, and this thing is absolutely solid. And I can't wait to get it out in the water. And then when when we uh, I wanted to test how quickly it uh, it would go down again, it was two, three minutes, I think, from uh, opening the valve to actually putting it in the in the pack. And it came it came in this wonderful sort of um, rucksack thing that uh, that's on wheels so you can wheel it. So can't wait to take it away with me and go paddleboarding wherever. So, you know, on the topic of paddleboards, this this is something when I went to the Cottage Life show, just about every one of the boat outlets had paddleboards for sale. We put them down at Osprey Cottage a couple of years ago and they were hugely successful. And we've got one at Kingfisher Cottage for this year and I think I'll be putting another one down there um, so that two people can go out on the paddleboards together. Uh, the one thing about the, the SUPs is that they are they really are easy to master. Once you get the hang of just kneeling on it and then putting yourself in a stand-up position and getting that balance right, then then it really is a, a relatively easy easy um, thing to do, just to paddle off. So can't wait for that. My guests really enjoy having the paddle boards at the cottage. So talking about cottages, that's what we're here for. We're talking about vacation rentals. We have noticed in the past uh, past couple of months, as our really busy booking inquiry season has taken off, that the questions we're getting are changing, that the demands we're getting from potential rental guests are changing. They've gone from what the relatively simple ones where people just used to ask about how shallow the water was at the shoreline for their for their toddlers or how many kayaks and canoes are there and is it possible to go and rent another one? And a common, common question was, are there board games or should I bring my own? And it seems like these old vacation rental questions, the the ones that we've had for years and years and years, have been supplanted by the, the new ones that really show us how our demographic is changing. And and in this episode, I want to go through five different areas where we're seeing massive changes in the questions we're being asked and how we as an agency are adapting to to those changes to to make sure that we are meeting the needs and the the focus of this this new demographic. So I, I want to kick off with the number one criteria on everybody's wish list. Well, I say everybody's. I'd say, let's say 80% of our guests ask about the Wi-Fi. It is really, really important to them. And I can't stress that enough. When I'm talking to new owners at the moment, and one of my first questions is, have you got Wi-Fi access? And the savvier ones are saying, absolutely. Yes, we have. We've, we've arranged for unlimited access, or if they can't get unlimited, then they're able to offer the highest package that their satellite provider allows. And the reason I say satellite provider is that a lot of areas in Ontario uh, can only deliver Wi-Fi. I suppose it's not really Wi-Fi. They can only deliver internet access via a satellite service. 
and and the the major service that we have available here uh, is only able to offer limited bandwidth. Um, but the, the highest level is usually around 100 gigs a month, which we figure is probably sufficient for most of our guests. But uh, But we do have to provide the rider on the agreement that tells them about these limitations. I'll come to that in a moment. But the the just just the, this going back to this being the number one criteria, um, we are asked maybe a dozen or more times a day if there are limitations on the Wi-Fi, if Netflix is available, how many USB ports, how many docking stations are there. So what we've done now is is go to where we're going to every one of our 200 owners and asking them to be very, very specific about their Wi-Fi access so that we can put that in in every listing. We don't want anybody to have a surprise when they see something that says on, on a listing Wi-Fi or Internet access available. We don't want them arriving at the property, you know, mum, dad, three teenage children, all with devices, all bringing their laptops, all bringing their iPhones and their tablets uh, and and other Bluetooth devices and then finding out they've got very limited access that is, is really not going to be sufficient for the group. That's a huge surprise for them. This demographic is so used to having access to Wi-Fi that is completely unlimited, that it, it doesn't cross their minds that when they go on vacation, they may be limited in, in the use they put their, their devices to. So to tell a 14 or 15-year-old that they can't use YouTube or access their Facebook accounts because so many of those, so, so many things in the news feed open into a YouTube video because that's going to deplete the bandwidth they, they're allowed for that week, probably within the first few hours. If you tell them that, they are, they're going to be devastated. And I don't use that word lightly. We, we've had rental guests tell us, and this was, this was one quote from last year, that wife, unlimited Wi-Fi is as important to their family as water. And yes, you can hold up your hands in horror, but this is the new this is the new world. I heard on I heard something the other day that um that some of the cinemas in the UK are allowing the use of cell phones and tablets during showings of of movies because they wouldn't get the millennials into the theatres if they didn't. So, so this is it's just, you know, it's the ch- changing times and we have to move with it. We, we can complain about it all we want, but it's not going to change it. So what do we do? Well, with Wi-Fi, we are, as I say, we're asking all our owners to, um, to tell us what their limitations are. We are going to be posting those on every listing. So we are completely upfront on the limitations. So with some of our properties, they only have three gigabytes of 
Wi-Fi usage, uh, Wi-Fi usage, internet usage per week, and and the the signal is just not strong enough to support any streaming or downloading. We have to be clear at that because this will impact some guests' decision to book a property. They will only there will there are some who will only book the property that has unlimited access to the internet so, so that their kids can get on Netflix and and watch 24 hours a day if they want to. The other thing that we are asking our owners to do, particularly those that do have the limitations, uh, is to provide an envelope that is is clearly displayed within the welcome book that uh, that clearly shows what those limitations are. With, with the disclaimer that says, please note that opening this envelope confirms your agreement to the limitations of the bandwidth. That is uh, three, three gigabytes, five gigabytes, whatever it is. And that you will share this information with all members of the group. Overage at any time during your stay may attract additional uh, fees. So what we've done is been completely upfront at the outset and uh, by, by putting it on the listing and secondly, opening the envelope and getting the, uh, the, the network key confirms that they agree to these terms. So I am sure that there will be some overages this year. Last year we had, we had one of $1,500. And unfortunately, that, the, the owner at that time had not told his guests that there were limits. So we were able to negotiate um, the, the owner paying half and the guest paying half. But quite honestly, with the expectations that guests have now, uh, I would not have been surprised if the, uh, if the guest had refused to pay. It's, it's just simply an expectation now. The other thing is, is the providing plenty of USB ports and docking stations. When we went on holiday a couple of years ago with um, Mike and Andrea, um, with, um, with the kids, we had three laptops. We had um, four iPhones. We had three tablets. That's 10 separate devices that need charging. Plus, there were, there were numerous other uh, devices that uh, that had USBs that uh, that we needed to use. You know, that there's there's remote, uh, there's Bluetooth Bluetooth devices. You know, we've got a, a an external speaker. Um, there was my device for the um, GoPro, the, the wireless GoPro that needed charging as well. So in all, probably twelve to fifteen devices were requiring charging at some point during our stay and there there were it was very very limited in terms of the um, the outlets that we could use so in my cottage in kingfisher now we're providing um usb you can get these little um plugs now in in costco that that have a couple of usb ports in them and we're putting them in every bedroom you know we are we're just making it simpler for our digitally are digitally switched on guests to to have all the resources they need. Okay, that's enough of Wi-Fi. 
Um, I know I need it. I need it. I need good Wi-Fi wherever I go. I don't want to be limited. Um, and, and it would probably impact my decision to book a property. So number two, staying with technology, really, and let's move to the TV. And, and this is something that came, that came very apparent to us here in Ontario last year when our baseball team, the Blue Jays, suddenly decided to start winning. And it was, it was an amazing baseball season. And we were getting, con- oh, just so many emails from people saying, you know, is this, are there sports channels? Are we going to be able to watch the Blue Jays game? Because it's, you know, we, we, have, we have to do this. We have to watch Blue Jays. We, we, can't, we, we can't, my husband won't leave the city unless we have the sports channel that the Blue Jays game is on. And then we have, as I mentioned, Netflix. You know, how that, that is important. Do you, everybody seems to want to, um, to check out the latest House of Cards on Netflix or whatever the latest um, series is that's being produced primarily by those channels. So consider what you have in the way of, of entertainment systems. Can you upgrade? Because if you can upgrade, you're going to attract more people. So when you upgrade, if you've got satellite system, then check out what sports channels you have and, and think about what, what is your demographic going to be watching this summer? What about the Olympics? Are they going to be able to see the Olympics on whatever channels you have? You know, are they going to see their own country in the Olympics? Because I know if, if, if people come to my place and if I just had our locals can, you know, see TV uh, on, on my satellite, then my guests from England aren't going to see everything that is showing the English athletes. They're just going to be showing the Canadian athletes. So have a think about where your demographic comes from what they will be watching, and can they access a more general um, broadcast of the Olympics? The other thing is, is golf. Are your, are your guests uh, going to be wanting to watch the golf channel? I know that my sister and brother-in-law wouldn't go anywhere if they couldn't, if they couldn't access the golf channel. So really think about your avatar, you know, your perfect guest, what are they going to be watching? Can you provide it? Consider upgrading. And certainly if you've got an old, tu- old tube TVs, ditch them. Get, get a smart TV. But when you do that, and I'm talking here from my technophobe, um, technophobe, technophobe foundation that I need specific instructions. I need a laminated card takes me through every single step on operating that TV because really I just want the remote that just says on and off and the channels. I don't want to be pressing one thing on one remote for the sound, one thing on another for the satellite, something on another to actually turn the TV on and off. But if I do have to do that because that is the only system in place, then please provide me with instructions. I don't want to be sitting there on my vacation trying to access just the local news or 
the news from my part of the world in the morning. I want to make it, I, I want to have it easy for me to access them. I don't have eight and nine-year-olds around me anymore, or even five-year-olds to program the television and the, uh, the entertainment systems. So please make it easy for me, the user, to access your entertainment. The, the third uh, question that we're asked over and over and over again is about information in the local area. You'd think that with the World Wide Web as it is, there is so much information out there that people can access um, themselves without any help from anybody else. You'd think they would do that. They could go to TripAdvisor. They could go to local area sites, but they don't. And we are touting ourselves as experts in the local area. So as long as we continue to do that, we need to provide the information on the local area. Let's not tell our guests to, to go look for themselves. Some will. Of course they will. But others are looking to us as local experts to provide that information for them. So you can do this in a number of different ways. You know, you could do, if you're running a, uh, a rental agency, you could do something that like David Agnotti has done with SmokyMountains.com and create a destination site. You know, make your listing a destination site. And I know that a lot of my listeners have fabulous websites where they have blog posts and they have information on the local area, things to do, places to go, attractions, um, places to go rent a boat, rent a bike, rent a stand-up paddleboard. They are providing that information and not just relying on their guests being self-reliant because I'm going to come on to that in a second. So, as I say, like David Agnotti, you could create your destination um, site. Uh, secondly, you could just create a, a go-to guide, create your destination guide um, as a PDF or, or as a, uh, a separate document that you can send, send to them. And, of course, when they get to the property, you can deliver all that information in the form of a really powerful welcome book. When I go to a property, I, I don't just want to, to be presented with a ton of different leaflets. I mean, that's all very nice, but I could collect those myself from the travel office and, and go through them. What I want is some personal recommendations. I want to hear um, what, what you, the owner, um, recommends for me. Where, where, where will I get the best deal on renting a boat? Uh, what's the best time to go to the local attraction? What's the best day of the week? Where's the best restaurant? Where's the best place to go for breakfast? Is there a farmer's market in the area? And which booth should I go to to get the freshest vegetables at the best price? And I mean that, really hone down on some of these things. You are the expert. You're the one with the most valuable information to uh, to give your guests and they will love you for it um once again i'm this is a shout out to celine girard who has a property in mont tremblant in quebec 
And and she has a great, I'm going to put a link to her website. She's got a great blog on the website uh, that, that really goes into detail of some of these things uh, about I mean, particularly the, the, the restaurants. And she has this the, just this long list of restaurants and, and shares her recommendations on, you know, the, as I say, the best place to go for breakfast, the best place to go for a romantic dinner, the best place to take the kids, uh, the best place to go for a snack and the best pizza place. Um, along with many, many others. Yes, it's a bit of work, but it really is worth it in the long run because your guests, as I've just said, will love you for it. So get that information collated and delivered to your guests because they want it more and more. And I and I did I did hear recently. Uh, I had um, an email from a listener who who wasn't too happy with something I had said about providing all this information and, and basically said, you know, it, we, we shouldn't be mollycoddling our guests. We, should, we don't need to hold their hands. All that information is out there available to them. They can go and get it themselves. Sure, of course they can. But why would we not help them out? and create really loyal and happy guests by doing a bit of that job for them. After all, you know, this is, this is vacation. Every minute that your guests sit and go through leaflets and brochures to, to look for a day trip and, and are not sure, you know, that they're, they're concerned about whether they're going to get the best deal here or the best deal there because every brochure says exactly the same. Every minute that they do that is taken away from the enjoyment of their vacation. And how simple it would be for you to, to just say, okay, here's the, three, here's the three outlets that are going to take you on a trip to see the swimming pigs in Exuma. This one offers this. This second one offers that, and this third one is the really best value. And you can just give your locally based opinion, and then they can make their judgments based on that. You don't necessarily have to say you've got to go to this one, but just give them a little bit more information than they're going to get out of those brochures. Okay, and I've just realized, you know, I just, while I'm saying that, I'm thinking that down at my Kingfisher Cottage, I probably don't have as much information on stuff to do in the local area as I should. And one of the things I'm going to be doing over the next couple of weeks is to is to create a uh, a where to walk your dog guide because there's so many different places where you can take your dogs for a walk. But um, but some it's completely safe to let them off. Well, I say completely safe. It's never completely safe to let them off the leash in Ontario because we do have bears. And we do have wolves and, um, you know, in certain areas, it probably wouldn't be a good idea to let them off a leash. But I'm going to put that in there as well. Um, but I'm going to talk about off-leash dog parks, uh, some, of, some of the really nice forested walks where, where you can really run the dogs. And, uh, and including that, you know, the information on the local vets that's going to take take out the porcupine quills from the nose of the dog that finds the animal's nest. Because that happens every year. And and I'll probably also include the uh the, my recipe for um for 
skunk spray too. So I'm going to include absolutely everything for my pet owning guests because 100% of my guests bring their pet. So it's, it's to my benefit as much as my guests to help them out on that. Okay, so provide loads of information and your guests will be happy. So number four is on child safety and child resources. And this is, what I think is happening is that uh, Generation X or is it Generation Y? The, the, the 35 to 40 year olds, um, you know, and now that their kids are now getting into um, preteen and teens. The, um, the millennials are now beginning to have their children, which actually to me is quite a scary prospect. But um, that that statement, please don't please don't shout at me. That statement is just showing my age, because child rearing is a is a totally different game these days, and I'm not going to go there. But we are seeing this huge difference in questions on child safety and um, and and child resources. So, what are the questions? The questions are. How many outlets does the property have and are there outlet covers for every one of them? Seriously, they want to know how many power outlets there are in the property and they want socket covers, outlet covers, whatever you call them, uh, to be provided for each one. Um, child safety gates, I think that's, you know, it's an, it's an important thing. If there are stairs, we want a safety gate. They want to be assured that all cleaning materials are in a lockable cupboard or in a high cupboard. Um, you know, I, I would I would have always have thought that if this if I arrived at a property and there were cleaning materials in a cupboard, I'd just move them. But this is the is it's just the changing nature of people's demands. So we even had um, an inquiry just last week from somebody who said, are there safety railings around the dock so that my child doesn't fall off the dock? Well, no, that's a bit of a scary one because no, there aren't. And I, I go out on my lake on my boat and there is not a single dock on this huge lake that has any form of safety railing on it. And I just don't think that's going to happen. But people coming out of the city with, with, with small children are concerned that they, you know, they want to sit on their deck. And that this, 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 I think, is it. They want to sit on the deck and have the children run free in this wonderful nature-filled environment. But they want them to be completely safe from any danger that might befall. And falling off the dock is one of them. So we are we are going. There's, there's not a great deal we can do about that. We're going back to these guests and saying, no, there are no safety railings on the dock, and the waterfront, a hundred feet of waterfront, is what most of our properties have. You need to be watching your children at all times, or in the event of of even more inquiries and concerns about safety, we have said, you know, I'm not sure that a cottage vacation is for you with with children of this age perhaps you might think of um of an another type of accommodation you know with a gated swimming pool and lifeguards and and things 
So it's just one thing to 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 really consider, you know, have a look at, at at the layout of your property. Is there any way you can make it more safe or secure for the young children of the millennial demographic? The other thing that we're being asked for is um, is cribs, high chairs, booster seats. Um, most parents now will be bringing their own. Bluetooth systems to put the video camera in the children's bedroom. And I suppose this goes back to your um, your Wi-Fi connection. So really important that if, if you have guests coming with young children, that you ask them what their requirements are um, for sort of the intercom system. It's an interesting dilemma as to how far you go in offering resources because if you are offering things such as as high chairs and pack and play cribs, swing chairs, that sort of thing, what are your liability issues? Now, if you talk to an insurer, he is he she is going to tell you that provided you are not negligent in any way, then it will be okay to provide these items. But what does being not negligent mean? So. If you're providing a, a pack and play or a crib, then it must be a, probably a very, very new model. And make sure it has all the safety stickers and you're not buying some cheap knockoff because you just think you should provide something in your property. If you're going to provide, make sure that, that the items meet all the standards for, for safety. Do you know, thinking back on, on what I've just been saying, it's just, it, it, it sounds like a, you know, this new nightmare scenario that unless we, we cover every single avenue here, we're going to be in trouble. And it's, it's, it's not that. We just have to be really honest with our guests about what we're providing and what we're not and ensuring that there are no surprises. Because that really brings me on to my, my last issue here that seems to be underpinning every question and query that we have. And that's about the reduction in self-reliance because it is so different now from where we were 20, 30 years ago when going on a self-catering vacation meant exactly that. You did stuff for yourself. And you didn't rely on other people to do it for you. You didn't have the concierge down in the hotel resort lobby. Uh, you didn't have somebody to come and change the light bulb in the room um, when it went out. You did it yourself. I alluded to this in in a previous podcast when, when I told you about a guest that had been staying at Mike's property recently who called us up because the light bulb had uh, a light bulb had gone out and she wanted somebody to go down and change it for her because in her words, I don't do that. It doesn't personify every guest we have, but it seems to be a trend that, uh, that, that we're moving towards this self catering is not so much self catering anymore. It's, it's vacation rentals. Um, 
with concierge. And that concierge doesn't have to be a boots on the ground. I, I'm using the, the term quite loosely. It's, it's more somebody at the end of a phone who could answer a question. It's ensuring that you have all the information that everybody needs to have this amazing vacation. And the, the other thing is, is making sure that you have everything to cover yourself in case of some sort of emergency. Now, an emergency, and, and this is a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but an emergency for somebody could be the hairdryer breaking. And the hairdryer not working could be a disaster. Actually, it could have been a disaster for, for some of the guests that we've had at our cottages because they couldn't handle the, a breakdown of a hairdryer. So you need to make sure that you have systems in place, replacements in place to, to cover these things because that self-reliance is getting less and less. Really, just, just have a think back to, if you can, 10, 20, 30 years ago on how more self-reliant we were. You know, let's say before, before the internet, for those of you who can remember back before the internet, we were, we, we were reliant on ourselves to find information, to do things, and also to go without stuff for a little while because we had to wait for it to be fixed. Now people want instant fixes and instant response. And I'm not saying, once again, that that is, is a bad thing. It's just simply accepting that that is the new way of the world. Okay, well, I'm going to go head back into the fray and, and answer some more of, of these inquiries that, um, that will have come in while I've been um, recording this. And I'm quite sure that there's going to be more and more of these questions over the next coming days, weeks, months. And I'm going to continue to, to be surprised at the depth of of the questions that that we're getting and and the changes in these demands. So I'd love to hear from you if if you have instances where where guests have asked you things that you you just think where did that question come from because surely they know the answer. So let me know. I'd I'd love to hear your anecdotes because I'm sure you have a ton of them. So wrapping up now, um, this is just eight days away now from the Vacation Rental Success Summit, which kicks off in Toronto on April the 30th at, um, at the BMO Institute of Learning uh, in, uh, in, this, in our fair city. Uh, the weather's looking good. It's going to be around about the sort of 56 to, to 60 mark, but this looks like the sun's going to be shining, if you can count on the weather forecast as of today. So I'm hoping we're going to be able to have doors open and use patios and uh, I can't wait to see everybody there. And certainly, you know, all the listeners of this podcast, please come up and tell me uh, if you listen. The other, um, Mike and I are going to take over a small room on Saturday, uh, late Saturday afternoon into the early evening where we're going to be recording 
a podcast. And we're just going to be sitting and getting some sound bites, interviewing some people. If you want to uh, to come tell us, if you, if you're at this summit and you want to come talk to us, then then please do. We just want to we just want to talk to everybody. I don't want to miss a single person over the weekend. So that's enough from me today. Um, while this weather is just so gorgeous, I'm going to be heading out and. Uh, enjoying a little bit of it and I'll look forward to being with you again next week. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.